Hello and welcome. You are listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me, as always, is the best co-host that anybody could ask for, my son, Jaden. Jaden, how are you? I'm doing great. You're doing great? How are you? I'm doing good as well. Uh, we are bringing the show to you all a day late. I apologize. Um, I, I've been under the weather the past couple of days, and so this is the first day we're able to bring this show to you. But this is for the week of, uh, uh, what is today? The 23rd? Thursday? April 23rd? Today is the 22nd. No, that had been Wednesday. Today is the 23rd. Today's Wednesday or Thursday? <laughs> today is today Thursday. Is I don't know what the date is. I know that a couple of days ago was the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either wow. the 26th. I just checked my calendar. It's the 23rd. So I was wrong. Correct. Can we start this over? Let's say it's the 23rd. Just go with that. 23 is good. Today is the 23rd, guys. Okay. I knew it. You knew it. Okay. Well, that other voice you hear, that is uh, my brother, Johnny. He is on the show with us again. He's becoming a uh, kind of a regular, regular return host. guest. Yeah. yeah, Johnny, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Um, that was less enthusiastic as I was hoping for. <laughs> we need to get you a new mic. Uh, I'm just saying, if you're going to be a recurring guest on our podcast, uh, we need to hear the silky smooth tones of that deep voice that you have. And uh, right now you sound kind of tinny. So, mm. do what? That was just that one episode where you get the deep voice. You know. All right. That was, that, that was my wife. Is that a train? <laughs> that is a very loud train. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Where's <laughs> We need to stop. Oh, do we stop in this or keep Ow, going? Oh, I poked myself. <laughs> All right, let's just keep the show rolling. This okay. is great. We got trains. We don't know the date. You know, you know what this is? These are all real-life symptoms of COVID-19. This is what it does to our brains. We're locked up in a house. We don't know what's going on. There are trains in the background. I wouldn't be surprised if we heard somebody fall through the roof of a house right now. I'm just saying, it feels like Jaden looks up at our ceiling. It's one of those kind of uh, weeks right now. Anyway, this is for episode 16, and today's episode is Extra, Extra, Read All About It. Extra, extra. So because of being Dad's Gaming Corner, Jaden, I just want to ask you, when you hear those words, Extra, Extra, Read All About It, what does that, what does that say to you? Actually, I was going to ask what that means because I have no idea. Okay, right there is the oh, generational wow. difference between my generation and your generation. And I, and I purposely... I uh, wanted to ask that question. So, Johnny, um, so, you know, Jaden's uh, 14. Yes, I am. I am 38. Yes, Johnny, you you're 27. And so there's a decade between, you know, you and me, and then there's a little bit more than a decade between you and Jaden. And so we have three generations here. So, Johnny, what does that mean to you? Extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, it's a little kid standing on the street corner selling newspapers, you know. All right. So you grew up at least where there are still movies on a regular basis that had this. Um so when you're a kid, and then black me, and white screen, black and white screen, and everything else. And of course, you're watching a lot of reruns and everything. And mom and dad probably made you watch a lot of that. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, I try to make uh, Jaden watch some shows, and he's like, "It's old. I don't want to watch it." Yeah, he's always trying to make me watch old stuff. What movie do we make you watch recently? Sphere. Oh, Sphere. Sphere. Whatever it's called. Have you seen that, uh, Johnny? It's with I don't Dustin know, that's Hoffman, what I was thinking. Sharon Stone, um, Samuel L. Jackson. I can't remember the rest. Yeah, it's based on a book by, uh, is it Michael, who is it? I have no idea. It's based idea. on a book. But anyway, it's called Sphere. Um, it's, what, late 90s, early 2000s, I think? I think it was late 90s, yeah. Which isn't old to me, but, you know, to Jaden, it's ancient. Yes. Before he was born. Yep. 
Although we did watch Apollo 13, you know, a few weeks back, and you really enjoyed that one. Yeah. So it's a, it's a hit or miss. Yeah. All right. Well, as, as the show notes or as the title of the show, Extra Extra Read All About It may tell you, today we are just going to really be talking about news. And then as we talk about the news, kind of talk about what we've been up to as far as playing. Um, but we've got a lot of news articles to bring y'all. And so the first thing I wanted to, to bring up is uh, there's an article in the New York Times that says that video game industry sees best March sales since 2008. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's significant. And so what they're seeing is that based on um, coronavirus, what they're speculating is that people are stuck at home and they're turning to video games as a way to relieve stress. Um, if they're not bored, die from boredom. Yeah, not die yeah. from boredom. And as well as, as a sort of type of escapism into video games. It says that the coronavirus has forced millions worldwide to hunker down at their homes looking for something to do. March spending on video game hardware, software, and accessories jumped 35% from a year earlier to $1.6 Now, that's just in the month of March. That, that blows my mind how big the video game industry is. This right here reversed a seven-month streak of declines. I mean, that's just, again, that's staggering to think about. Uh, to hit the highest March total since 2008. Okay. Um, what do you all think about this? That is a lot. Very deep. Yeah. Very deep. I mean, 1.6 billion. Wow. So, and it reversing a seven-month streak of declines. Uh, right. It says here that the spike was fueled in large part by the Nintendo Switch, whose sales more than doubled since last month of, of, this, of, of the previous year, even surpassing its initial sales when it launched in March of 2017. Wow. So Switch, so Switch had its biggest month to date. Yeah. That's insane. And, it's Johnny, crazy. I want you to speak to this because uh, – Again, the Switch doubled what it did this time last year, and it also sold more sales this month than in its launch month. Um, the Switch is becoming ex uh, increasingly hard to find, whether it be Walmart, Amazon, um, you know, uh, Best Buy, GameStop, places like that. The Switch and the Switch Lite are continually um, out, of, out, of, uh, out of stock. And you had your own store when you are trying to find your Switch. Right, yeah, I just got my Switch... Um... Was it three weeks ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, two, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm saying, um, as far as like the increase in sales, like I could definitely, for me, you know, I've been thinking about getting one for you know since it came out, but the whole being stuck in the house for days on end definitely motivated me to get the switch. And didn't you and Patty have a hard time finding a switch? Oh yeah, that was a nightmare. We were checking stores, like going into Target and Walmart. Said, you know, I would say online that they have some in stock. Would go there, you know, fifteen minutes after they open, they'd be sold out. Well, probably twenty minutes actually. Um, and then online, we checked everywhere. I was checking Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, Fries, anything I could think of. And then just happened to luck out one of the thirty times I was checking that day at Best Buy. Found one, had to wait about a week and a half, but then I got it. Yeah, I know. Uh, when you were looking, I even called a Target for you, and um, same thing, said it had in stock. And then when I called the lady, she said, nope, we sold out as soon as the doors opened. And so it's just everybody's wow. out there to buy the Switch. So, again, during this time in March, Switch sales doubled from where they were last year. That's insane. But, but also, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, their sales were up more than 25% this time versus last year. So, again... Everybody's buying games. Everybody's buying consoles and everything else on eBay. You know that whenever something goes out of stock, you know 
the scalpers will sell it on eBay. Um, switches are going uh, on, on, on eBay as much as $500, and then the Animal Crossing Switch is going as much as $700 on eBay. That's crazy. Yes. Um, which, speaking of, I have that Animal Crossing Switch, and I absolutely love the increased battery. This is the you know, the unofficial version 2 of the Switch. It's not a Switch Pro, but it's just the revised version of the Switch, and the battery life on this thing rocks. Um, it's almost, I mean, depending on the game, it's almost doubled. It's at least, four, it's a good 40% more than, um, um, you know, the, the first version of the Switch, which is great when I'm sitting there playing and then everybody else is recharging and I'm still playing and then everybody goes recharge again and I'm just now getting down to like 15%. That's a big upgrade. It's a huge upgrade. Like, I'm, I'm really, really liking it. Yeah, I'm always having to charge my Switch. It gets really annoying. So I have one issue with my Animal Crossing Switch, and I've had it since day issue? one. I do have an issue. Do I know about this issue? Yeah. So my so the left Joy-Con is this really light pastel, like mint green. The right Joy-Con's again is very soft pastel, kind of like a cloud sky blue. But it just right oh, there. Oh, that. Yeah, you don't have to push the button. It easily just slides off the switch. And I've had it before where I've held switch upside down i'm getting ready to do something and i've actually knocked it off by mistake and dropped it on the floor Ooh. and so i called nintendo about it to get it uh you know replaced it's not it's not a problem with the switch i've tried other joy cons it's actual this joy con and uh nintendo said okay they, they they documented it that way it's you know you know it, it's a known problem right up front but they can't do anything about it because of the COVID 19 going on um warehouses factories all that is closed and they said, well, we'll document it for you. That way it's on file, but um, just give us a call back in a few weeks. And if we're open, then we'll go ahead and exchange it for you. And so um, that's a little frustrating. And, Jaden, I know you had that issue on, on was it your Splatoon controllers? Well, I don't know. Or was it I'm, your yellow jo- Joy-Cons? Like, this one does it, but I have to kind of hit it kind of hard. Is it your yellow ones that come off really easy? I think so. Johnny, have you experienced that issue with your gray, jo- or your, I'm sorry, your neon red and blue Joy-Con? I have not. Yeah, and see, this is my... I've been mostly using Pro Controller, though, too, to be honest. This is my launch Joy-Con. I mean, it did it day one, which brings me to the next piece of news. Uh, Nintendo at Japan right now has ended production of the gray uh, Joy-Cons, the the neon yellow Joy-Cons, and then the red Joy-Cons. That would be the Mario Red. Um, This is very interesting. Um, The fact that they're ending production on the red Joy-Cons... Um, I, I could wrap my head around that because that was an exclusive for the Mario console that came out. Right. But however, in Japan, you can still order uh, the gr- your your Nintendo Switch, and then you can custom how you want the Joy Cons to look. Like if so you want, could you get like one neon yellow and then and one, one Mario, Mario red? red? Yes, in Japan you can. You oh. can order it from Nintendo's website. Um, but the fact that they're ending production on all three of these uh, makes me wonder because. Right now, you know, a factory uh, switch comes with either double gray or the neon red, red and blue. blue. Yeah. So why so are they getting rid of gray? gray? That's kind of weird. This to me, this says one of two things: um, either one, um, could we be seeing a new model of Joy-Con coming out, like a kind of like how we have a Switch version 2.0, but it's not a Pro? Could there be? Could they finally have fixed all of these issues with the Joy Cons? Could they have fixed the issue with the Joy-Con drift that, that messes up a lot of people? Could they be fixing the issue that I'm dealing with where the Joy-Con isn't locking into place? Um, you know, just those kinds of things. Yeah. Interference issues. Could they be coming out with a new version of Joy-Cons, and that's why we're seeing these discontinued? What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, I'd like to see some new version of Joy-Cons. And I wonder if 
since they're discontinuing that color, mm-hmm. they would replace it with a new color. So, because they can't just, like, cut colors. Like, I like the yellow ones. I already have them. See, I don't think they're... I I can't imagine Nintendo dropping those three colors. I know. Especially the Mario Red. That just seems like it's, you know, it, it's Mario. But it's then Mario. again, you why would they drop a set of colors, like the gray ones, that came with launch? Which makes me wonder if there's not a Joy-Con version 2 coming out soon that has all the fixes that we've been asking for for over three years now. Johnny, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I could imagine them deleting them and not getting new ones because that's just, you know, potentially less revenue because people like variety. Um, to be honest, since I've only had Switch for a little while, I didn't know they were having all these issues with Joy-Cons. Um, yeah, Joy-Con Drift has been an issue since day one. Um, and it's one of those things to where Nintendo received so much heat that at first they were charging people almost full price for a new Joy-Con to get it fixed. But then a lot of heat came down. Uh, last year, and so now they're doing replacements for free. You just sit, send it in, Joy-Con Drift, and you get a you get it fixed. Generally, you get a brand new Joy-Con just right out of, right out of the bat for it. Um, so, what about the whole? There goes my dog. We're running through the house. I'm telling you, it's just one of those days. Um, hold on one second. Okay, sorry, having to send the dog out of the room. Um, the other thing this could be possibly pointing to is a Switch Pro. Maybe the, this is these are signs that it, there's an imminent release of the Switch Pro coming. What are your thoughts about that? I'm addressing that to you, Johnny. Oh, that's fine, Jay. Um, I mean, so I was actually waiting to get a Switch because, you know, at first I didn't get one just because for whatever reason – and then after, you know, I waited two years, I'm like, well, I'm going to wait till you know, something new comes out. You know, they have to come out with an updated one. You know, the Xbox One likes to do things like that. Right, and like, like the I'm One, sure the One Nintendo S, is. One X, and all that And if I buy a Switch just months before the new one comes out, I'll be a little salty. You know what you can do? Um, and you, I've, this has been my plan since day one. Because I've, I personally have, per- for myself, I own three Switches. Or I owned three switches. And so the way I was able to do that is that I had my launch switch, right? My original switch. And then I upgraded my switch. I upgraded my switch to the Diablo edition because I really liked it. And it was time for Caleb to get a switch. And so when I got the Diablo switch, Caleb inherited my old switch. So it made sense, right? I could upgrade that way. Um, And then when I went to go forward with my, you know, my animal crossing switch, um, well, I didn't really have an excuse on that one because by that time, Jaden already had a Switch and Melissa has a Switch. And so what I did was I got my Animal Crossing Switch and then my old Switch, I'm, I have it over here and I'm, I'm actually modding that one. I'm trying to turn it into like a retro, uh, you know, offline gaming where I can like load up some ROMs and things like that, which we're not going to talk about on the show and everything, but um, that's what I'm doing right now. So for you though, if a Switch Pro comes out, it's easy. Patty gets your old Switch and you get the Switch Pro. Well, yeah. Or if she gets more into Animal Crossing, might yeah. Might since since he's a good husband, he keeps the old Switch and she gets the Switch Pro. You know, I would recommend yeah, that first. Good. However, Nintendo still has not provided a way to move your save data of Animal Crossing, so it's locked uh, to that I mean, Switch. Yeah, that's why. So Patty yeah. would need to get that Switch because she's playing Animal Crossing. Oh, they have it digital. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Even physical, your so here's the thing: your saved game. People are concerned about this because your saved game of Animal Crossing is on your Switch. If you got a new switch, you can't move that your island over. 
Even though I have there's the physical? N- there's no way. What? Has, has everything That's to do odd. with your saved game. Is it, you, you can't do cloud backup. Of, you can't do anything. Yeah, isn't like one of the benefits of having like the online, you know, $25 a year or whatever, that you can have like cloud saving? Yes. Isn't that like one of the things that they yes. tweeted about? But there are certain games that don't support it because they're server-based. Like, for example, Splatoon 2 is server-side. Um, so it doesn't support cloud backups, uh, things like that. Um, Nintendo is so, and I'm just going to call it out for what it is. Nintendo is so paranoid over people hacking and cheating in Animal Crossing that there's right now no way to back up that save file. Because if you were technically able to back it up, let's say, either to the cloud, or let's say you are able to back it up to a local thumb drive or something, then you could go in there, hack the, hack the code, uh, hack the numbers, just add another little decimal point somewhere, and then you would, you know, instead of having 10,000 bells, you could have 100,000 bells or a million bells, things like that. So they've really locked down that save file. Wow. So so anyway, so going back to the to the Joy-Cons, the fact that they're ending production, could this be, you know, one, pointing to, like we just talked about, a Joy-Con 2.0, or could the mm. fact that they're discontinuing these Joy-Cons point to the fact that they're coming out with a Switch Pro console? Mm. This has been rumored since day one, um, but this, we're coming up into the holidays where there's a new Xbox coming out, there's a new PlayStation, PlayStation. coming out, could it be that Nintendo's coming out with the Switch Pro this holiday season? Now, they've already gone on record saying there's no new consoles coming out this year. I think they're lying. But could it be that a Switch Pro is they coming out? They are liars. It is heavily rumored that uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be coming out this holiday season, and that will be their big console seller. Um, but I don't know. This could be pointing to a Switch Pro. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Would you get it? Switch Pro? Do you need to ask? So what would you do with your Animal Crossing Switch? I would keep it. And just play both? For Animal Crossing? Oh, I don't For Animal know. Crossing, yeah. I don't know. Let's not, let's not talk about it. I don't want to stress over that right oh, now. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, in other news, let's just keep going with the news here. Um, this is courtesy of uh, Pure Xbox. A former Sony designer suggests that the Xbox Series X is a beast compared to the PlayStation 5 coming out. Now, this says a lot because we talked about it in previous episodes where Microsoft is really playing well. They're, they're, they're giving uh, consumers what they want to hear, and PlayStation or Sony has done a re- relatively bad job at that, aiming more at developers and less to the consumer space. Now, they've picked up Steam since then, and they've done a little bit better, but this is big news. So back in late March, ex-Sony game designer Chris Grinnell, I hope I'm saying that name right, caused quite a stir after suggesting he'd heard the Xbox Series X and the PS5 power difference um, is is quite staggering. Um, not just a small thing, but it's quite staggering. Grinnell took to the Dealer Gaming podcast to elaborate more on what the developers have been telling him. And here's a quote of what he said here. He said, uh, you know, it was a phrase that the developers that I've been speaking to utilized. Uh, some said it was significance, and some said that it was staggering, there were all the different types of words used, but there was kind of an overwhelming difference that the machine that Microsoft had put together is a beast compared to what Sony had put together. Additionally, he went on to talk more about the differences between the Xbox Series X and the PS5, suggest, suggesting Sony had been, quote-unquote, caught off guard. So it, it, what it sounds from, if you listen to the podcast or read the transcript, that Sony is riding the tide on the PS3 being extremely successful, the PS4 dominating Microsoft, you know, the PS4 compared to the Xbox One, and just dominating in sales. And while the PS5 is indeed a good specs upgrade, that they're kind of just coasting, resting on their laurels, if you can say it that way, and 
they didn't expect Microsoft to come out hitting as hard as they are with the Series X. And this could be the year, you know, a lot of analysts are, you know, are cautiously speculating that this could be the year that Microsoft really comes out hitting hard with a good lineup of hardware, good lineup of software, and give Sony a run for the money. Because Sony hasn't been challenged this, this past generation. There's been no challenge at all from, uh, from Microsoft. What do you all think? I think Xbox should kick their butts because I don't like PlayStation and Xbox is better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for that, Johnny. <laughs> oh, because um, I've always been an Xbox fan. I've, yeah. Ever since you know the first Xbox came out, I've always owned the systems. So obviously I pull for Xbox. Maybe not as um, passionately as <laughs> Jaden over there, but... Um, I don't know, PlayStation just has like some really great you know, exclusive titles. Um, you know, Xbox, you know, has a few, but like there's always games I always wanted to play on um, PlayStation that I, I can never play because I don't have a PlayStation. No, you're exactly correct. Uh, PlayStation's strength is their first party titles and their exclusivity that they have on games. So uh, N- Nintendo's the same way. That's one of the strengths that Nintendo has. Microsoft has really fallen short in that in that in that area. They've got Halo, they've got Forza, they've got Gears of War. Those are probably their three biggest ones. I mean, I know they have more than that, but those are the three big ones that when it when when it when they start talking about it, everyone's talking about it. Halo, Gears of War, and Forza. Um, those are their big three tent poles. Um this past what, three, four years, especially the past, you know, two or three, but maybe going back as four, Microsoft has been buying up a lot of gaming studios um, specifically so that they can then, you know, beef up their first-party lineup. Um, And I've heard it commented on several other podcasts, and I've read different articles about how the last several years has Microsoft has been playing strategically and building up their software base so that when the next console comes out, they can push it really hard for their software. Now, that's a good thing. The interesting fact, though, is that Microsoft has said that there will be no um, exclusive titles coming out for the Series X on launch. And up to the first six months, and then another article I read, I think this is outdated now, but at one point it was up to the first year of launch. So in other words, you take your all, there'd be new games coming out, but they'd work on the one or the or the Series X, you know, it would work both ways. Um, but we wouldn't see true Series X only games until a good six months to a year into its lifespan. Why? I don't know. I don't know if they're afraid of uh, the early adoption rate would be small. Um, I don't know if they're saying, hey, you know, we we're, bring all of your Xbox One games and now bring them all up to 4K, you know, on this new console, which will be amazing. And while you're at it, we're going to slowly beginning to roll out the games. I'm not really sure what, you know, what why they would do that, but Sony's doing something similar as well. So either way, I'm hoping that this is a good year for Microsoft. I'm not downing Sony. I just, I want Sony to have some real competition. Nintendo has come up out of nowhere, has become one of the most valuable gaming, gaming companies to invest into. Out of nowhere, they're on fire. Darn right. I mean, everything. You look at the sales charts every Sony. single month in the different regions, and Nintendo is way out front with you know Sony being second and Microsoft a very distant third. It's healthy competition to have Microsoft come into the game and actually start doing really well again. It it, it would push Nintendo, it would push Sony, so it would be good. We need some healthy competition. Uh, moving on here, um, let's look at an article here from uh, Engadget. 
They, uh, let's see here, and Gadget, okay. Uh, Razer reveals new wireless Pikachu earbuds and a Pokeball charging case. And I put a picture in here for you guys to actually look at. So yes. what this looks like is you have a Pokeball, and then when you open it up in half, like to release your little Pikachu, you've got two little um, wireless earbuds that have a, on the backside it has Pikachu in it. So you literally have Pikachu in a Pokeball. Um what do y'all cool. What do y'all think about this? I'm not a Pokeball, I'm a Pokemon fan. I mean, I am, but I'm not a Pokemon diehard. I think die Caleb hard. would love that. Yeah, but Caleb is young and needs parents to buy stuff, and I'm not buying these for Caleb. Oh, That's yeah, way yeah, too yeah. expensive. So what do y'all think? I mean, I, I could totally see that, like, in college being big. Like, I was in college, you know, a few years ago, and, like, during the hype, you know, the, the, the big hype of uh, Pokemon Go, and I could see just everybody having those well these are quality uh earbuds it says that these are just the hammerhead true wireless earbuds that are coated in yellow um and then instead of having the snake logo on there you have pikachu on there instead so these are quality wireless earbuds um and i think the market is there for it pokemon go on mobile phones like ios and android continues to be huge uh, the latest versions of Pokemon Sword and Shield have outsold every other Pokemon game in the series. So Pokemon is, is hot right now, and Nintendo's hot right now. And so I think these will sell yeah. really well. Yeah. I think so, too. I guess that's all of our thoughts on that. I mean... <laughs> Good idea. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Naomi buying these. I and mean, we've got friends that yeah. would buy these. Although, doesn't she already have AirPods? She does. Yeah. She does, but I think... And doesn't she have, know. like, a Snorlax case... She does. The she case. has a Snorlax case for uh, to carry, yeah. yeah, to protect the case. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's move on to some other news here. If you don't know that tone, it just means that we're about to move into a lot of Animal Crossing news. There is a lot of news. This is so relaxing. Like, I want to play the game right now just listening to this. It's the island life for me. Jaden, what are you doing? Huh? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is just one of those shows where we're just losing it all over the place. I'm telling you, you watch that. You, we first play Animal Crossing, and that's, that music's playing in the background. It looks like it has a, all the scenes of people. Oh, yeah. They're the all happy, and, and, you, and you have the pictures that they're, that they're snapping, the still Having shots. Having fun on the beach. And it's like you're at a timeshare. Yeah, you know they're trying to sell you on a vacation home. That's exactly what it looks yeah. like. Uh, if you if you haven't played Animal Crossing and, and you don't know what we're talking about, just go out there and Wait, get on people YouTube. People haven't played Animal Crossing. There, are, I have heard that there are a few people out there who haven't played yet. Huh. I know it's kind of staggering to hear that people I haven't played. That. Yeah, no, yeah. There's actual people who haven't played Animal Crossing, but no, just YouTube the opening scene for for Animal Crossing. Um, it looks like a timeshare video where they make you sit down, they dim the lights, even the way it ends with like Nook Inc. It's just, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Anyway, let's go on to the news. Animal Crossing New Horizons tops the charts for March 2020. Um, and here's what's cool. Animal Crossing New Horizons beat out Call of Duty Modern Warfare for the number one best-selling game in March, despite the fact that Animal Crossing came out the second half of the month. And right now, and also in March, it's the second best-selling game of the year so far, according to NPD. Now, here's second why... Second best-selling game of the year? Yes. Dang. And it's only been out for like five and a half weeks, yeah. something like that. Here's what's significant. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is always a best-selling game, um, mainly among PC gamers, but also on you know console gamers and everything else. 
the fact that Animal Crossing beat it out for the number one spot, that is huge, especially right now while people are buying games. The fact that it's already on track to becoming the number one best-selling game and it's only been out for five weeks, that's a something. That's, that's crazy. A something. Yeah. So what do y'all think about that? I think that's super crazy, especially since isn't isn't is it it's it's um uh, hang on um hmm. trying to use words I can tell um switch it's a switch exclusive it's exclusive that's the word it's yes. switch exclusive so you can only <laughs> get it on switch and it's already on track to be the best selling game of the yes. year and but here's the other thing though these records so so different publishers different companies will report their sales numbers um, Nintendo doesn't report digital sales. So what we're looking at here, when we say, so, so, yeah, so, only, so think about this, think about this. When I say that Animal Crossing was the number one seller in March, that's only counting physical sales of Animal Crossing. So they didn't count yours? Doesn't, you know, it doesn't count the digital copies. Wow. Wait, so why don't they report digital copies? Just different companies do. They don't want to blow the competition out too bad, you know? But, but think about that's it. That's crazy. Yeah, because so we physical, bought ours digital. I bought mine digital. A lot of people I know bought digital. That's only counting physical Copies and and they're wow. and they still beat out Call of Duty. Now, if you counted digital sales, I want to know how close they are to that number one spot for the year of selling games. That just blows my mind. That is crazy. Okay, so I have a question. Then does sure. Call of Duty do they report yes. digital sales? R- digital and physical. Hmm. I want to see like a spreadsheet of like companies that think about that, like their reporting methods. Though. I mean, That's just think about that. This game, I mean. I mean, I, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll be the critic. This game, when they first talked about it last year coming out, I was like, I'm, you know, I played Pocket Camp. Pocket Camp was fun. I played a little bit on, on my GameCube way back in the day. It was, it was fun. But, you know, because Mommy liked it so much, I bought two copies right off the bat, one physical, one digital, in hopes that she would like the game and we could play it together, which, by the way, my wife has now surpassed. I have a lot of games in Animal Crossing, a lot of hours in Animal Crossing. I'm thinking I'm pushing 140. I'm going to look right quick. And then, but, <clears throat> excuse me. My wife has surpassed me by at least 20 to 30 hours in this yeah. game. Let me look. That is insane. Okay, That's so ridiculous. you have 140 or more. Uh huh. She has 150 or more. Okay, so. She, I, I know she's at least 20 hours more than me, and, and that, that blows my mind. So, again, this is physical sales only. They're counting. Um, it doesn't account, uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't include digital sales. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons had a better, get this, had a better launch month than any Mario or Zelda game since NPD started tracking games. It is now obvious that this series stands among Nintendo's most important series. Wow, that's saying a lot. Animal Crossing had a case. Think about it. Animal Crossing had a better launch month than any Mario game in history, any Zelda game in history, and that's two of Nintendo's biggest games. That is crazy. This game is selling millions. Wow. Yeah. Which goes on. Uh, Bloom, uh, Bloomberg names Animal Crossing New Horizons as biggest hit during lockdown since its release. New Horizons has surpassed three million in domestic sales. A figure that understates its popularity, popularity again, because it doesn't include digital downloads. Um, I haven't seen any official numbers from Nintendo, but I'm curious how many copies of Animal Crossing they've sold, you know, since it launched. Uh, what are your thoughts? That? I mean, on this specifically, because, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, yeah, that's, wow. Three million, and that's only physical. So, wow. I mean, that's a lot. That's a big number. So, is there, like, no data to show, like... The sales divided by like 
digital versus physical? Because you're saying they don't report the digital, so are there no like speculations on like the you know proportion of digital compared to physical or anything? I'm like trying that? to pull something up right now just to see where I'm at, but it's the, the data only reports physical. You have to estimate on everything else. But yeah, it's it's. Let me see what this says right here. Here uh, while we're looking at this, um, I'm just trying to pull this up uh, fresh while we're while are we're there sitting talking. Are there numbers that show like how many active players there are or anything? Whenever it comes to things like that, Nintendo is very um, quiet. And I don't know if it's the culture and I don't, or I don't know if it's because of uh, protection. Nintendo is really big about protecting its gamers, protecting its players, which is one of the reasons why we have this terrible, awful, you know, friend system that you have to give you this big, you know, was a nine digit friend code or or is it oh, yeah. 12 or is it, no it's 4812 yeah it's a 12-digit friend code hey what's your friend code it's 436725 I mean you just go down this long list which is ridiculous um yeah I don't see any any new sales numbers uh just the fact that it's it's number one Nintendo is going to be having their their uh fiscal uh, year in review not review um you know sales call and all that financial call and I'm sure we'll get more numbers then. That should be coming out. Uh, I think it was the end of April, I believe. They pushed it off because of COVID-19. And so it should be coming out anytime now. Um, but I'm just, yeah, I'll be curious of what it is. So anyway, but beyond that, we don't have any other sales, sales numbers. So, um, but yeah, Johnny, or sorry, Jaden, there are game are people who are not playing this game. Johnny, have you had a chance to play with it yet? Or have you just kind of watched Patty? Um, I've helped Patty with things. I haven't like actively played it too much, but um I have been helping her figure things out and the likes. Okay. Well, we have some other Animal Crossing news that we're going to talk about here in a second. A huge update dropped last night. That would have been uh, Wednesday, April 22nd. And, um, yeah, there's all these new events starting right around Earth Day and everything else. But I do want to say this. Uh, If you're a parent listening to the show and you've got a kid who's, I don't know, I would say – seven and up and you're looking for a game that he or she can play on their own this is the game it's 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 very it's extremely safe for kids there's there's no bad influences in this game uh it's easy to pick up and that's the thing it's so super simple uh my youngest son micah he's four and i had him move into a tent on my island that way when i'm playing he can play with me and even if all he does is walk around and shake trees and pick up branches he can do that, and he can have fun doing that. And we could play a couple of hours together, just walking around the island and, and you get gathering lots of resources. Yeah, and I, I've got. I basically, <laughs> I basically am slaving him out. You know, like he's yeah. working for me. You know, like hey, go work the, my apple orchard because I have hundreds of trees on my island. You have too many trees. Okay, so and all you know, with all honesty and truth, here, I got to, I got to just let the world know. So there's an island evaluation you can do, and you can go talk to Isabel. At a certain point in the game, you can talk to Isabel, and uh, she'll tell you an evaluation of your island. I'm currently sitting at three out of five stars. The main thing that's holding Same. me back is that she says, she'll do the normal jazz, like, hey, you know, plant flowers to cover the whole island, put up more furniture, whatever. Yeah. Well, I've got a pretty big island now. Like, I've got, a, I've got a soccer field. I've got a basketball court. I've got a nice park. I mean, I'm setting stuff up. But here's the caveat. She keeps coming at the very end and saying, uh, I can't remember how she words it, but she says, um, there have been quite a few um, remarks or comments about how our, how did she say it? Your, our island is overpopulated with trees. It's becoming too rural. There's too many trees. And here's what she says. The residents are concerned that they're going to get lost in the woods and miss out on their favorite TV show. 
Yeah. That's hilarious. You are costing your neighbors their favorite TV show. No, I planted all the trees uh, trees because of the upcoming Earth Day. That's why I did it. No, no, you didn't. No, you know what? Seriously, um, <laughs> I've got so many trees. You no know, trees drop fruit every three days, and I have so many trees that every single day, just from gathering fruit alone, I make an average of anywhere between um, sixty thousand up to about ninety thousand a day. Just sixty to ninety thousand bells a day, just on gathering fruit on my island. How tired of gathering fruit do you get, though? I get a tired. I get tired sometimes. I, I used to do it first thing when I first started playing, and now it's like the last thing. Like it's time to go to bed. It's a I'm chore like, now. Oh, I haven't gathered my fruit. See, but once I get into it, have fun. I have what? what? See, I have some fruit. I like trees. shaking those trees. I think I have every fruit except oranges on my island. I need to get some oranges from Caleb's island. You still don't have oranges? No, because I never go to his island. Or when I do, I forget to get. I'll oranges. just smell you some oranges. But um, I have some, I have I have a few pear trees. My my native fruit is cherries, so I have cherry trees all over the island. But I have a few apple ones, a few pear ones, a few peach ones, a few coconut trees, you know. But like, I don't have like fifty of each. Like I'm I'm I, no. I get tired of doing the ones I have. And nope. I only have a few. <laughs> like nope, I'm done. No. <laughs> so what I'm doing is uh, my native fruit on my island uh, are peaches. peaches yeah. And what I'm planning on doing is cutting down every peach tree on my island because it doesn't bring me any, any additional money. Um, but what I'm going to do is I mean, it, it well, I'm going to cut down most. Well, I'm going to replace them with another fruit. So you get more exactly. money. Exactly. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to line my, my like have a path going from my airport up to resident services, which is right there, dab smack in the middle. Right. I'm going to line it with peach trees because that's my native uh, you know, uh, right. fruit tree on my island. And then every other peach tree I'm, I'm cutting down. Oh, okay. Death to peaches. I like peaches. Yeah, I think no. they're tasty. Anyway, uh, and um, I'm sitting at currently, I was looking at it last night, I'm sitting at 2.8 million bells, I think. Wow. But, but I haven't paid off my 2.5 million what? yet. Why either. not? Because, well, okay, so this is going to bring us to our next thing. So let's talk about the update here, the April update okay. for Animal Crossing. Um, one of the things they did uh, before we get into the features is that they reduced the amount of interest you get in the bank. So I had been saving all of my money because you were getting, I believe, 5% interest. So if I had $2 million or $2.8 million in my bank at the first of each month, so the first of May, I would get 5% back, you know, deposited into my account based on how much is in my, in my bank. You're just like right. regular banks, you're earning interest. Well, I've been saving my money. I haven't paid off my last loan because I have the full house with the basement and everything. I haven't paid it off yet because I want that interest. Okay. In the patch notes, they reduce the amount of interest you get. So I, I don't know what it's been reduced to, but they reduced it from five percent. So now I'm a little that, ticked off because I'm not going to get the money that I've been, you know, looking forward to. Do what, Johnny? Does that take effect for the now interest you'd get next week? So right, because it's the beginning of each month. Yeah. So now I'm like, well, why even bother? Yeah. Anyway, I don't do that. I spend I'm gonna, money. I'm going to go I pay off it. my loan just because I've got the money in the bank. I'm going to, you know, maybe I won't pay it off. I don't know. I've been spending so much money lately because I've been getting so many bridges and so many inclines. I've been spending money like crazy. I just built a new bridge. Yes, I've been building a new bridge like every day. And yesterday I just built a new incline. And I'm getting another one tomorrow. Well, here's my issue. I I originally did stone bridges. I needed three, so I did three stone stone bridges. And then I was doing stone inclines. Right. But now that I'm rolling in bells, I want to upgrade to brick. So I really like the brick look. Yeah, it looks nice. Um, oh, but I'm 
I keep struggling on what I'm going to do because I'm going to be terraforming eventually. And I'm, I'm kind of like frozen because I know I'll be terraforming. And once I do, those bridges and inclines will probably need to be demolished, Ooh, yeah. not moved, demolished, oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. recreated. I don't think you can move things like no. that. So I'm going to spend all that money again. So just for, you know, so those of you are listening, uh, a, a brick incline is 200,000 bells roughly. Yeah. I don't want to just be throwing, I mean, I could, I could easily blow a million bells on demolishing and rebuilding all my bridges and all my inclines. So I'm trying to decide if I want to go and make everything brick now. No one wants to do that. Right. You can, So do I want to do all of that now, change everything over to brick? Because it looks weird having brick and stone or. Yeah, don't do that. Terraforming. Terraforming in this game is really cool that you can do it, but the way that you do it is super, super slow. I wish they had a way like in Mario Maker 2 where you can look at it from like a like a like a zoomed out view and then just use your finger or whatever and you know in handheld mode and just redraw yeah. the island. I actually haven't terraformed. Right now anything. it's one shovel at a time. Oh wow, that's really slow. It really is. Like when I was laying down my court for my basketball court, uh, that, you know that stone flooring, uh-huh. uh, that was one shovel at a time. Wow. Yeah, so it took a while. All right, Jay, why don't you go ahead and talk to us about the April updates and what it brings in. All right, yeah, so, you know, April updates. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Leafs. No, that'd be Leifs. Leifs? I don't know. I don't know how to sell it. I don't know how to say it. Leifs Garden Shop. So this update occurred last night or whatever, and so I got on this morning, and this dude was here. Um, he's um, at the plaza, you know, where your resident services is and everything like that. So he's there. So I talked to him. He's like, hey, what's up? I can give you some flowers, all this stuff. So I go to him, and uh, I don't know if everybody's is different, but mine, on my island, he's selling lilies and roses. So he's selling yellow, red, and white of those two flowers. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I bought some of those, so I'm, you know, doing that. And he, I think he also said he sells, or he buys weeds for a higher price. But, hey, uh, do you remember how much uh a clump of weeds sells for? I do not. Well, he said he, he's buying a clump of weeds for 20 bells. Now, I don't know how much they normally are, but he's buying them for 20 a clump. So I don't know if that's more, <laughs> 20 a clump. <laughs> but he's, he's, so he buys uh, uh, weeds from you. And he, you can also get these, like, bushes, these bush-looking things from him. Those would look pretty. I didn't get any. But they look pretty cool. So that's all I know about him. I don't really know much else. Um, I'm just, you know, I bought lots of flowers from him, so now I'm trying to, um, trying to decorate my island and get a higher rating, you know, because I currently stand at a three out of five star rating. So, and, you know, my, my native flower is the Cosmos, you know, the ones that mm-hmm. are boring. Yeah. yeah. So I'm tired of those everywhere, so I'm going to replace everything. No, I probably won't replace it. I'm just going to put... Roses and lilies and tulips. So I'm, I'm still curious about how the plants work because uh, I, I have not seen any tulips on my island, but I went to Mommy's Island and I bought seeds for tulips. Yeah, so, so did I. And so, Except on my island. And then I went and planted them all. So right. does that mean tulips are her native? No, 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 no. Because no. they're in my shop too and they're not my native. They've never been in my shop. I think they just rotate. You check every They've, single I day? Check every single day. They've well, never I don't know been about in my you, shop. man. I haven't seen tulips or roses. I've been looking for both of those. Well, I, I've never had roses in my shop, at least not that I know. But this guy, Leif, he, he has some that he sold me. So I'm using those. And there's those white, yellow, and red. So I'm using all those to, you know, help make my island pretty. Because right now, apparently, it's not as pretty as it could be because she said it's ugly. 
So that sucks. So, oh, yeah. So what's your, well, okay, okay. I'm trying, I'm thinking of like You're 60 dr- things hey, stop, at a time. Hey, stop, stop doodling. Oh, it helps focus. me think. Because I was going to ask you a question, but then I was going to ask him a question. So I'm going to ask you a question first. Okay. What's your native flower on your island? Um, I don't remember what it's called. What, what does it look like? I, I, I don't want to talk about it on the show because I can't remember. I'd have to log into the game and take up too much time on that. You don't know when your native flower, you don't see nope. it every time you play? I do. I don't care. Oh. It has like five, <laughs> has like five, has like five little petals. If you just barely run through it, they, they wither and die. You know, it's, I don't know. It's something like that. Okay. Uh, th- why don't you <laughs> move right. on to the next one? Oh, okay. So, Jolly Red, uh, there's two Ds, so I think it's red. I don't know. Jolly Red's Treasure Trawler. So this dude, Jolly Red, he's going to occasionally show up in his boat to sell in-game art as well as furniture with unique colors. Like in previous Animal Crossing games, players will have to figure out which art pieces are real and which are fake. After purchasing this genuine art, players can donate it to the Island Museum, you know, Blathers, to open an art gallery, which will display all types of donated pieces from sculptures to paintings. I am super excited. Yeah, about me this. too. So I actually went to talk to Blathers earlier this morning because I dug up a few fossils. So I went to you know assess them, and he was telling me about the art gallery, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds pretty cool." So that's that's all I know about it. I don't know anything else, but all I know is that he 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 told me about it a little bit about it, and to be honest, I don't I didn't really read it at all. I just kind of skimmed through it because that's what I always do. But um, I'm really excited for that because you can get sculptures too. That seems really cool because, you know, I, I'm i not – okay, so I'm almost done with my fossil area. I think I only – I counted it up yesterday. I think I only need to complete two more, and then I'm done with the fossils. So um, I'm done with that. And then I have, like, every fish I can get so far in the game and almost every bug. All I need is the ant, and I'm letting my turnip spoil – so I can get the ant, but after that, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be going after those sculptures and paintings and stuff because I'm gonna be running out of stuff to add in my museum, you know. So real fast, I just pulled up a number. We we're talking about digital copies earlier. So that's what you're doing again. Right this isn't this isn't you know concrete, um, but it's estimated that Animal Crossing New Horizons sold five million copies digitally. Uh, when it first launched, five million digitally, just digital copies alone. Wow, um, which is which is breaks it's, it makes it the number one game that sold digitally for all ever. Period. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of copies. Time. Previously held by Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Hmm. I mean, again, oh, think about this. People look at Animal Crossing and saying, "Oh, this is a kids game." This game is is beating out. You know, Call of Duty has been the top dog. I mean, for years. Yeah. This is huge. Um, and another article that I just stumbled on says that New Horizons sold, or Animal Crossing New Horizon, um, this game has now sold, has I'm sorry, has outsold all other Animal Crossings titles combined. Wow. Well, I mean, that makes sense because I feel like, see, for me, this that's is really Game the Cube, first. That's you know, that's This everything. is really the first Animal Crossing game I even really knew about. Like, I didn't know that it was a thing previously. So I bet there's lots of people, like, me who don't know things that's just staggering you don't don't know things yeah 
That's just staggering. Sorry, that's the way you said that. I really want to see what happens here in the next, you know, month or so and see what, what the total sales are. If we can get those numbers because it's it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, even though it's number two right now, it wouldn't surprise me if it's not number one when they could take in consideration. No, it's going to be so far past number one. It's going to be like number zero. All right. Uh, Jaden, why don't you move on to the next, the next two events here? Okie dokie. So Nature Day. I think this is just their version of Earth Day. Yeah, and this takes place between April 23rd, today, and then uh, through May 4th. <gasps> oh, today. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this thing here. So during the Nature Day period, Earth Day, um, special Nook Miles challenges will be available that focus on nature-inspired goals, such as planting trees and watering flowers. So earlier this morning I was playing, I actually saw this. I opened my Nook Miles because, you know, I'm always collecting those. And I opened it, and um, your Nook Miles Plus, how you can just get those quick, easy tasks. Um, right. One of them on there was it had a little plant icon next to it, and it meant it was for the Nature Day. And it was like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like uh, plant five trees or something like that. And, um, yeah, so it's just all these, it's like, I can't, I can't do words. <laughs> Here, can you? Can, uh, what are you trying to say? I don't know. It's like the normal ones you do. Right. They're all plant-based, though, right? And so, nature-based. so there, there are specific nook, uh, nook Mile programs where you can uh, you can earn Nook Miles, but they're all specified to this Nature Day event, such as right. planting uh, trees, flowers, and I believe there's new uh, like um, um, bushes and not not bushes. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, shrubs. Shrubs. Thank you. <laughs> new types of shrubs that they want to bring into the game as well, which would be unique. Um, also, there's the May Day Tour that happens between May 1st and the 7th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this first week of May, players can use a one-time May Day ticket at the island airport to head out on a limited-time tour to an island that looks different than the usual Mystery Island tours. A special visitor who looks familiar, a fan-favorite cat, Rover, from past Animal Crossing games, is shown to be there. Yes, and we have the amiibo for this Rover. Thing? Yep. And then oh. also, I, we need to move on here quickly. Um <laughs> Uh, International Museum Day, which is May 18th through the 31st, to celebrate International Museum Day, players can take part in a stamp rally. After receiving a special stamp card, players can enjoy viewing fish, insects, and fossils while collecting stamps at the various museum exhibits to earn an in-game reward. Yeah, um, that sounds fun. I don't care about any of that except for the, the, uh, those that, 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 those last three words right there. In-game in reward. game reward. Yeah. Um, that's why when all of you were like, oh, I'm so tired of the uh, Bunny Day event, I was all in. You was loving it. I was, well, I was working hard to get that toy that's in my room that you can punch, and it kind of just boing. Yeah, you know how disappointing you would feel? <laughs> it's yeah. not stupid. Hey, it's not stupid. You know how disappointing you would feel whenever you saw this fish, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get this fish, because you were trying to complete this Nook Miles Plus thingy and right. said, catch one more fish. So you go for this fish, and it's an egg. You know how disappointing <laughs> that felt? He loved it. Every time he got an egg out of the water, he was like, yes, I got another I egg. I needed my eggs. No. I built every single thing you can build for the Earth for the Bunny Day. The only thing I didn't build is the wand. That's just because I don't have a large uh, star fragment yet. I sold every egg I got. Well, I ate some of them. <laughs> you should have kept them. So here's a pro tip. If, you, if you're listening to this right now and you have a lot of extra Easter eggs still, or excuse me, bunny day eggs, whatever, uh, don't sell them. Uh, put them in your inventory if you need to remove like trees or rocks or anything else. That way you're not eating your, you know, your fruit thing go for 500 a piece because the eggs don't go for much at all. So use those to, you know, to eat and buff yourself up. Nope, I sold them. Okay. Anyway. That's just me though. Uh, and then there's wedding season. That's also part of the update. That's from June 1st through the 30th. This is actually kind of cool. 
Players can visit Harvey's Island. And if you haven't been there yet, that's an island you can go to to basically do photo shoots. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Because oh, yeah. you get there, and there's this empty house uh, just full of furniture, and each room has a different theme. And the guy says, oh, yeah, go inside. Take take some photos. I he don't care. He just lets you go in his house. And then you use Amiibo or the you know figurines or the Amiibo cards, and you basically suck the, 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 the animals, the villagers, to your island, or to Harvey's Island, excuse me, so that you can take photo shoots. So it's like, hey, I won't visit your island for real, but you can bring me for a photo shoot in a dark room with furniture. Why is that couch there? Why are you pointing a camera at me? This is getting really awkward. You know, one of those things. It's very weird. I did not like it when I first went to his island because I didn't even know this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, just go in my house, take some pictures. I was like, what? Jaden, if anybody ever calls you and sends you a text, uh, you a text message and has a photo on there and all you see is an empty room with a couch and a light shining on the couch and says, hey, come over and take pictures with me, the answer is no. Yeah. Don't do it. What if it's Harvey? Then it's really no, don't do it. Okay. I don't trust that dog. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> weird. I've never been to his island other than that first time because I want to see what he had. But other than that, I've never been. Because it was very awkward when I first went. Yeah, so what do you think about that, Jaden? Or Johnny? I don't know what we're talking about. If some <laughs> creepy guy invites you to a house... With Harvey. <clears throat> and there's a couch in, in the middle of the room with nothing else. And then there's lights pointed at the couch. And he says, oh, yeah, you come don't over and that. take a picture with me. He said you don't want to do that. Yeah, that's sketchy. You don't do that. <laughs> what, what if you, you get a, a picture... Someone sends you a picture of a uh, a basement with bare walls and says, "Hey, come take a picture with me." Nope. Just don't take pictures. The answer is no. I Any stranger like, reaches nope. out to you, the answer is no. If Harvey reaches out to you, the answer is no. But that's basically what you do. You you basically invite all of the animals to your village, and that's what happens. You take photos. Anyway, back to this last update. So um, the wedding season is June first or the thirtieth. Players can visit Harvey's Island to meet the married couple Reese and Cyrus, which is cool. Uh, they're the ones that look like llamas. I can't remember what they're actually. What are they? They're not, they're not llamas. Alpacas. What are they? Alpacas, yeah. They look like llamas. Um, you can, um, they will come, and you can help arrange and take anniversary photos with them in their wedding picture studio. Players will get wedding-themed items as a token of their gratitude, which, you know what that means? I will be there. Why? Wedding-themed items. <laughs> Got to collect them all. Got to collect them all. All oh. right. Moving on away from... Um, Animal Crossing, just two more quick pieces of news here. We're running out of time. Uh, Capcom and, ba- and Band-Aid, 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 uh, mm. Bandai, Bandi, Bandoldi. What are you doing? I'm very Namco. confused. My mind, my mind just went left field because of COVID-19, and uh, I can't remember how to pronounce the name. Anyway, both are hosting huge spring sales on the Nintendo Switch right now on the eShop. So uh, series like Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, Mega Man, and more are all receiving very deep discounts on the Nintendo eShop. There is a total of 21 games in their publisher sale. And then Namco is also hosting a big springtime sale. And you'll see deep discounts on games on series such as Digimon, Dragon Ball, uh, God Eater. Uh, They have God Eater 3 on site right now, which is a great game. Uh, One Piece, um, all those games have big sales. They have a total of 23 games that are currently on sale. All right. So um, we wanted to take a minute, and we wanted to do a new little segment here. This won't be a regular piece. It'll be from time to time. And uh, we're just simply calling it Product Spotlight. And it's anytime we have this segment in here, we're going to spotlight a particular product that we think you need to buy. Um, 
we have a show coming up soon. Where we're going to be talking about accessories, our favorite gaming accessories, whether it be for Switch, Xbox, PC, whatever. But for right now, uh, we're just going to do one thing here. And so today's product spotlight is from Human Things. You may know them better as Genki. Uh, Genki made a Genki audio adapter, and it was one of the first. It, it was the first good Bluetooth adapter that was launched for the Nintendo Switch. Um, if you don't own a Switch, or maybe if you do own a Switch, you may or may not know that you can't just hook up a pair of Bluetooth headphones to the Switch. It's not, the Bluetooth inside is not um, routed that way. So with Thanks Genki, so they came out uh, on Kickstarter, uh, this was a while back, and they have a, it, it's so cool, it's a Bluetooth adapter, they call it the uh, Genki Audio Adapter, and it and it plugs into the bottom of your Switch right there on the USB-C port, and what's unique about it is that it supports power pass-through, and so you can charge your Switch um, so you have, the, you have the adapter hooked up to the switch and then your power cord hooked up to the adapter. It's completely safe. They use high-quality standards and everything they've done. They really researched the switch and the power issues because early on, people were finding issues with their switches being bricked by using a third-party adapter. Uh, Genki did a great job of, of using high-quality um, components. They, they went past all of that, and this works great. It's a Bluetooth adapter that's using 5.0 technology. Um, most Bluetooth adapters that you can buy for Switch, like on Amazon, use either two or three, which what this means is it's future-proofing. So you, your headphones may only be Bluetooth 2, but as blues, as high-quality Bluetooth 5 come out, um, you're, you're already protected. You know, it's, it's forward-thinking on their part, which is a gr- just just awesome. You can use a Bluetooth, uh, I'm sorry, not a Bluetooth, you can use a uh, USB adapter, to go from the C and then plug it directly into a standard USB port. It's like on your dock or whatever else, and you can play it wirelessly like that. Johnny, I showed that to you yesterday. And um, it supports, you know, APTX high fidelity for low latency. It's just, it's over, it's all and around a great Bluetooth adapter, one of the best ones that's on the market right now. Um, it normally costs $49.99 for the adapter, and that comes with a couple extra accessories with it. But right now, that's on Amazon, but right now on their website, if you buy it from them, there's a special $10 off code, so it brings it down to $39.99, which is a steal. So if you've been on the fence looking for one of these, or maybe you've heard about it, but you didn't want to fork over 50 bucks, you can get it right now for $39.99, and they give you free shipping. So it's really like a no-brainer right now. Like This is the time to buy the adapter. But the product we really wanted to highlight, I, I, I told you about that first, because that if you know about Genki at all, it's because of the Bluetooth adapter. They just released their covert dock. Again, this was something they did on Kickstarter. This was a cool story because when they when they put it on Kickstarter, um, they met their funding in the first hour alone, and they superseded their their funding in the first hour. It was crazy. That's crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah, I'm just going to read off a few specs here about the dock. So uh, they say here. I'm just going to read it from their own words. We developed a covert dock to play on any screen, anytime, anywhere. The all-in-one design replaces both the original dock and charger. It is 10 times smaller than the original dock, and it costs uh, $74.99. So basically, it's one plug that does everything that you need. So on the plug itself, it has the little you know, um, power tongs that, that, that flip down, and you plug it into the wall. And by the way, this block, we'll, we'll post a link on the show notes, but this block is actually smaller than the standard AC adapter that you get with the Switch. It's smaller than that. And then once you plug it into the wall, that's your power. And then um, it, what it, it has three ports on it. It has a USB-C Type-C, I'm sorry, USB Type-C um, PD 3.0. What that stands for, it's a Type-C USB port, both power delivery 3.0. 
And what that means is it can do truly quick charging. So if your device offers quick charging, like the newer iPhones, newer Androids, uh, MacBooks, things like that, even the Switch, you can rapidly charge it at a much faster rate than normal conventional chargers. And wow. you can use it for all of those. It's not just for Switch, it's for all those. So it has a USB Type-C port, has a USB Type-A port 3.1, which is your standard USB that you see most devices have, you know, on your computer or like your charging cables. And this is so that you can quickly charge um, other devices like, you say, uh, another iPhone or an Android. Again, you don't have a C cable for it, but you can also charge your Pro Controller off this as well, which is very handy. The other thing that this is really good for is that you can plug in your Genki audio adapter right in, right in there on the on this little dock that fits in the palm of your hand right. and stream it that way. But you can also plug things in like, um, uh, what was I going to say? Like uh, if you have an Ethernet adapter that plugs into USB. So in other words, it acts like the same USB port. <coughs> Excuse me. The same USB port that's on the dock, the official dock right now. Um, and you plug everything in it and like that you need and everything else. But then the third port is an HDMI display port. So you can plug this into your television, your projector, um, you have a home theater set up in your house, whatever. And so what's unique about this dock is that one, you've got a full Nintendo Switch dock that fits in the palm of your hand, right? Which is really cool. Uh, it's one tenth of the size of Nintendo's standard dock. Uh, you don't need to bring the power adapter, so you're already one cable less as well. All you need is a HDMI cable for the TV or projector, whatever you're hooking up to, and you need a, a good quality USB-C cable. When you buy this dock at $74.99, it does come with a little pouch to keep the dock protected, and it comes with the USB-C cable that is straight on one end and then a right angle on the other end. And so this is a great deal. Now, Johnny, um, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I received mine in the mail yesterday, and I had you look at it, and we, we test drove it for about three hours, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised that it just it didn't it never got hot. It got warm to the touch, just barely warm to the touch. My iPhone charger gets hotter than this when it's charging. Yeah, that I would say that's also something that really surprised me is that I was definitely expecting it to be warmer because my my phone gets warmer than that. Um, and one of the cool things about it was that you can hook up the Bluetooth headset as well to it, like the adapter, so you can actually play on your TV with. Bluetooth headphones, which is super cool. Um, and it's easier to plug into this dock because it's right there. Everything's together versus even the, the, the standard OEM dock. This is a nice mm-hmm. little bag it comes in, too. It's very um And Jaden likes the bag. It's a very nice. Oh, and it has a little thingy. Yeah. This is a very nice bag. It's a very nice bag. I would get this just for the bag. Um, this dock really is, I mean, the, the, the audio adapter was innovative, but this dock really just... It, I was excited to get it, and when I opened it up, I was I was blown away by the quality, uh, you know, the craftsmanship of it, um, how compact it is, and knowing that the technology inside is the latest and greatest that we have to offer right now. Um, and so I'm not worried about my switch frying or anything else. I mean, this is a good, um, this is a good third party dock. This is a legit thing. This is going to replace my current travel dock. I have a, a backpack that I have a full blown dock in and power supply that I take whenever we go out of town because we go on family vacations or whatever. I like to take it with me. Now I have something that can literally fit in my pocket. I think this is really nice for traveling and if you're trying to go places so you don't have to take up space with that big old thing. But like at home, I would still rather use a normal dock just because I like the dock. You so know? I'll tell you, so, so I had a thought 
um, yesterday when I was looking at all this. Whenever I'm using my Satisfy Grip, which we'll talk about later on the show, but when I'm using my Satisfy Grip, I always have to take my switch back out of the grip to dock it. Right. Not just to charge. To charge, I just plug it in the cable, but to dock it. With this, I can leave it in the grip and dock it. Yeah. Because I just hook the cable up to it. But the way that the way that the power block works or this this whole dock works is that if you're plugging your switch into it, it's charging the switch. And that's it just charges. So you can play and charge at the same you know, at the same time, um, play in handheld mode. But once you plug in HDMI cable and it detects a TV signal, it shuts the screen off and then the switch automatically moves over to dock mode. I mean they knew what they were doing when they created this. I they think it takes job. away the fun of putting it in the dock though. I like to me it's just fun going over and like I'm one playing, thing, sitting on the couch and, and playing Animal Crossing it. and then docking it, you know? Yeah. It's just Johnny, fun. what were you going to say? Say so one thing I will argue on Jaden's behalf is that the dock, the Nintendo did a great job, you know, designing the dock, the way it looks and everything and putting it down. There is like almost a sense of satisfaction from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very sleek, especially with the Joy-Cons on the side. Mm-hmm. And presentation-wise, you know, this new one doesn't have it, but that's not the purpose of it. You know, the purpose so, is to make it more convenient. Let me ask you a question. And, you know, smaller. Let me ask you a question. You're in a spot right now where you are looking to, you know, in the future to get a second dock for your bedroom TV. Would mm-hmm. you, if they were at the same price, would you get Nintendo's dock that comes with a dock, AC adapter, and power cable? I'm sorry, uh, dock, AC adapter, and HDMI cable, or would you go for this dock that's all in one and comes with the USB-C cable that you need? It's a trick. Don't do it. Well, I already have, you know, like a dozen HDMI cables for whatever reasons. <laughs> um, so I would definitely go with this newer one because it is much more convenient. I was saying, like, I understand where Jaden's coming from, that gotcha. it doesn't have that whole, like, sleek look and everything when it's docked. Because and, when it's docked, it's just like a box. Yeah. Like, it's like plugging into a box. Like, it's not, you know, it's not really pleasing to the eye or anything. It's just because it's not made for that. It's made for, you know, being more compact and easier to move. Right. It doesn't have the whole presentation like the um, Nintendo block. And or the Nintendo, Nintendo has lots of special edition docks. Like, we have the Diablo dock. Yep. And you have the Animal Crossing Lots one of good there. docks. The, the 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 Super Smash one we talked about this a few shows ago, but the Super Smash Bros. dock that they made, or the Switch bundle, the dock on there is still like my favorite dock ever. So before that, pretty much wraps up the news. And so before we jump into Indie Corner, I did forget to ask, what is everyone doing? What are y'all playing right now? Well, right now I'm not playing anything. We're recording a podcast. Why are you playing something, sir? I'm not. I'm looking while at my we're Switch. podcasting. I'm looking at my Switch to see what I've been playing. Goodness. My family's been predominantly playing Animal Crossing. However, however, ah. since the Switch launched over three, you know, what, oh. three <laughs> years ago and, and a month, three mm-hmm. years and a month, yeah. I played on my Xbox One for the first time. Yep. I've well, not Xbox first time. One I played on before. But this yeah. is the first time I've played for any good length of time on my Xbox in over three years. Yeah. Caleb? Uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Nice. Caleb, I forgot how Caleb, good that game is. Day, Caleb oh. was like, hey, you want to play Battlefront? And I was like, what? Because we haven't played that in, like he said, like three years. And I was like, okay. So me and Caleb have been playing that in the past few days. And then, yeah, he came on last night and played a couple rounds. Drives me crazy how Microsoft screwed up the A, B, X, Y buttons. They're backwards. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was like, how do I activate my shield? I was like, hold Y. He was like, I am. And I was like, you're holding X. That's I, X. I kept, you know, I kept needing to activate my shield, and I kept just jamming down Y. Oh, and I realized I was hitting X the whole time. Yeah. So, but had a lot of fun playing uh, uh, Battlefront on, on the Xbox. Um, when I, I first turned it on last week for Caleb, because he wanted to play, and I had like 
I had to leave my Xbox on for like three days, not just to download the update. There was like, there was two, two huge updates, you know, close to like six gigs worth of updates just for the system that I needed to do. Then I had like a, I don't know, 30 games, 40 games that all needed to be, you know, ne- needed to download updates. I guess my Xbox hasn't been in that sleep mode. It's been nicely yeah. turned off. Off. So that was there was a lot there of just downloading, but it was it was, it was fun to dip my toes back into the waters that is Microsoft. Yeah, um, I still stand by it. I see no reason that game can't come to Switch. I think it'd be cool. I'll tell you why it it's not. I'll tell you why it's not because it's why? EA and EA oh. has been the no. We're gonna call it out for what it is. Oh. EA. When you look at the big publishers out there, EA has been the worst supporter of Switch. Hands what down. What they got against Switch? Hands down. Um, they have multiple times over the last three years have said, we have no interest in Switch. I mean, in the very beginning, <clears throat> moving forward to, well, we're going to release a couple games and see how they do. But then they're releasing little indie games that they own, that you know, they own the publisher house, so it's an indie game, to see how it's going to do. Don't do that. Bring Madden over. Bring some of the big hitters that, yeah. that are EA. See how those do on Switch. I mean, 2K has been a big publisher. Yeah, I don't think it's fair if they bring a little game and – Say, oh, it's not doing well. We're not That's bringing That's a terrible else. test. You can't <laughs> test anything that way. You know, no. Br- bring over the big hitters. We're getting Bioshock. We're getting Borderlands. You know, we, it, 2K's brought over all their sports yeah. games. 2K's been huge. Ubisoft has been huge. Um, there's these other big publishers that are bringing their games. EA's been the number one to drag their feet on everything. And if I had that game, I'd buy that game at full price right now. I would love to be able to play that game in handheld mode. That, that, would, that would rock. Oh, yeah. So you want to get together with, like, other players, yeah. you know, sitting at a Starbucks. I mean, not right now, but, you know, whenever <laughs> whenever all these quarantine restrictions lift. And, and just playing. It'd be so cool. That would be pretty cool. And, again, it goes back to the the fact that, and, and this we, we encountered this last week, Caleb and Micah wanted to play on the Xbox last week. And we had to tell them multiple times, even this week, no, you can't play right now because Mommy and Daddy are going to watch the show. Oh. And it brought it right back down to the magic that is the Switch. Oh. I'm just saying. They're missing out there. So, anyway, um, I've been playing, obviously, tons of Animal Crossing. Uh, did a little bit of Star Wars Battlefront. I'm also checking out uh, four games, or five games, that I've really wanted to, to been playing for a while now. And I got them on sale. So, uh, Friday the 13th, the game Ultimate Slasher Edition. Very long name. It's currently on sale. I'm really liking it. It's one of those games to where um, I think you have up to seven players that are running around as camp counselors, and it's nighttime, and then one guy plays as Freddy. And he has all these superpowers and different abilities that makes him the ultimate predator, and you're running and hiding and everything else. And you get points based on do you escape, how long you live, things like that. And it's very dark. It's scary. It's, It's jump scary. I love it. Um, and then you have a chance to play as Freddy, and you're the one hunting everybody down. That's um, scary. I'm really liking this game. Um, it plays well on Switch. My only complaint is that, um, and this is true for any online game where you have to queue up players, it has to queue up every single spot, and then if somebody drops, then it resets the queue timer. And that gets annoying. There's a lot of games like that. Um, I also picked up Slay the Spire. It was on sale. And this is a game I've been hearing about for a while. It's a... It's it's not a true deck building game where you're just like like don't think Hearthstone, um, think more of like a deck building slash RPG game because your character goes through like a text based adventure like you walk into a room, do you try to you know like one of them was you see a glob like this glob of goo um, like this monster and then he has all this metal shards in and looks like he's dead. Do you reach into his mouth to see if there's treasure or not? 
So I did, and it says you found nothing. You received three Why points of damage. Why did treasure in his mouth? That's nasty. Well, I kept doing it. I kept getting hurt, but finally I found treasure. So it's like an RPG text-based deck builder game. Really like it. It's put out by Humble Bundle, um, <laughs> and it's hard. Like It starts off easy, but then it gets hard. It's funny because your deck changes with every playthrough because there's all these different cards. Um, I'm truly enjoying myself. Like, at first I thought, okay, this is going to be hard strategy to learn, but it's not. I'm really enjoying it. And then I uh, picked up another game, which is we're going to talk about on Indie Corner, called Rover Wars. So I'll wait to talk about that till we get to there. And then we received two review codes for um, Travel Mosaics at Paris Tour, which is the first one, and then Travel Mosaics 2, Roman Holiday. Now, I don't want us to talk too much about these games right now because we're still reviewing them, but um, I'm playing the first one, making good progress, uh, and then Caleb is playing the first one, making good progress. And then I'm going to probably get halfway through it, and I'm going to switch over to number two and try it out. Um, and then, Johnny, I know I'm having you review number two for me as well. Um, mm-hmm. What I will say right now is this, and I'll, I'll, this is all I'll say about this game right now, and then we'll talk about it later when we do a full-blown review. Um, I am happily surprised by this game because I love Pit Cross. Um, Pit Cross by Jupiter Games is the definitive Pit Cross edition. It just is. You can start with number one. You can pre-order number four that's about to be released. Pit Cross is just amazing. Three is incredible. Um, there are a lot of Pit Cross clones out there that don't feel as right. They don't feel snappy. Um, there's problems in the puzzles, things like that. And I was expecting this to be a Pit Cross clone, and it's not. It is Pit Cross, but then you're dealing with multiple colors, anywhere between two up to, I think, four or five different colors. Um, and so if, if you know you have five squares to fill in, uh, you know, across at the top, like on the second or third uh, row, um, it might not be just five filled across. It might be two blues and three reds. And so it adds a whole nother element to the game because it has you know, these other features. And, and I'm already talking too much into it, and I didn't mean to go that far. But, but suffice it to say, I'm very happy with this game. I can't wait until we can actually review it because it's not just another clone. It is a new idea altogether. They added another element called powers into the game. Really liking this game so far. Uh, Johnny, what about yourself? Um, well, without really going deep into it, um, it is a lot more fun than I thought. When you first showed me, I was like, this game seems kind of a, kind of weird, basic, just not really going to be that engaging. Which but that it's is, actually it's I was gonna say that very is, relaxing. That is also the the probably the thoughts that most people have when, they, when, they, when I try to show them Pit Cross. They think the exact same thing. So that's not a slant on the game itself. It's just the type of game. But yeah, what were you saying um, once you start playing it? But it's actually a lot more engaging, and it has like a unique, uh, relaxing feeling to it. Like, especially like you know, you had a long meeting or stuff, and just having to try to deal with work at home and everything, you can do it. It's actually a very relaxful game. It's a little bit more intriguing than I first thought. Um, but yeah, it's pleasantly surprised. No, I totally agree. Um, and Caleb uh, played for about an hour and a half with Caleb last night. I was playing it. On a, so they have uh, easy, normal, and hard. I'm playing it on normal. Caleb's playing it on easy. And we were doing the same <laughs> puzzles. And we sat downstairs on the couch for about an hour, hour and a half, just playing this game, You know, trying to get our time in for the review. And um, really happy with this game so far. Again, it's the first game 
that's not pit cross that I'm really enjoying it for what it is. Um, just because everything else has been a clone that I just haven't cared about. So yeah. anyway, uh, Jaden, anything else you've been playing you want to talk about? Um, we only have a few minutes uh, here. No, I've been playing Animal Crossing. You know, I just um, beat the story mode. I won't say anything about that because I don't want to give spoilers, but I just did that. So that's pretty cool. You know, that's exciting. I can really just do whatever I want now. Cause yeah, because you have the island editor now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I forgot. I, I actually beat mine before we recorded last week's episode. And yeah. I, I didn't even talk about that. Oh. And, but I, I will say this, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to drop it. I stand by my claim. Tom Nook is a mafia overlord, oh. and he's out to get us. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But now that life. I've beaten the game, I feel like I'm just one of his, you know, his goonies, and I'm just there to help him. Nope, that's ridiculous. Anyway, um, let's move on from here, and let's, uh, or Johnny, we didn't talk about you. What games are you playing? Um, right now I'm playing Breath of the Wild on Switch. Yes. And then I'm actually kind of diving into the SNES uh, emulator or what, what have you from the um, online for the Switch. And I've been playing the old original Zelda, which I don't even know what the actual, it's actually called, but... It's just called uh, The Legend okay. of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. I'm playing that. And this is your dungeon. first time for playing Zelda? Well, since I... For the past, you know, 20 years. So you yeah, did, you did play, play it when, when you were a kid. Okay. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to play it, but, you know, I was like six, seven. I didn't really know what was going on. Um, I beat the first dungeon right now i'm trying to figure out how to get the white sword and i keep grabbing it and he says something and you're I too grab early it. for the white sword and i keep getting lost in the jungles or the not jungles the little um, forest things you know it repeats on the left and i just want to get through it because i know i need to go that way but i can't and i want to look it up so bad but i'm not gonna look it up i'm just gonna keep dying repeatedly until i figure it out good job you know what's funny is that um Yesterday, when I was with you, you were talk, talking to me about Punch Out, and I was reading something. I don't know what website I was reading, and it was telling you like the manual for Punch Out. I never knew that you could duck in that game. I played Punch Out. I played Mike Tyson's Punch Out growing up. Both of them. Uh, I knew that you could you could block by pressing down. I knew you could dodge left to right by pressing left or right. I didn't know that you could duck by pressing down twice. Wow. I grew up playing these games. I've still play these games on my switch i love punch out one of my favorite games i never knew you could duck probably would have come in handy i'm curious how many people out there listening knew you could duck you know if you knew that write in and say yeah dude you're late to the game whatever i mean say what you want i deserve it at this point so wow um johnny one question on breath of the wild now that you've put in probably what 20 hours 30 hours in breath of the wild uh actually i'm not really sure um but probably i'll say at least probably you know close to 20 okay um, now that you've played it, would you recommend this to 35 be... hours. He's played... Huh, there you go. All right, so you put it over 35 hours. Would, now that you have 35 hours in, would you recommend this as a day one purchase with the new Switch? Yeah, it was one of the main reasons I wanted to get a Switch. I've been wanting Breath of the Wild since it first came out, and having played it more, it's really it's really unique. Like, I spend so much time, like so much time, an astronomical amount of time, just running through the mountains. Because growing up, you can't climb mountains, you know, in games. That's always been a natural barrier. Uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, both of them are incredible games, but the mountains are there, so you can't go further. This game, you can climb that mountain. It's a truly open-world experience. Yeah, you may not find anything. It might just be like, you know, a leaf and grass you can cut up there and don't get anything, so you wasted <laughs> all that time, but you climb that mountain. There you uh, go. All right. Well, with that said, let's go and move on to our next segment of Indie Corner. <laughs> 
You know, I wish we had this on video because every time we play these little tunes, you know, Jay and I do a little jig. We do a little they are dance. very dancey tunes. Very dancey tunes. Yeah, they are. They just kind of get you moving. So, if, you know, when we we are eventually going to go YouTube on this, and when we do, you'll be able to see our dances. Are we still going to dance on YouTube? I will. I mean, our dances are pretty dorky. I'll dance. What is it? It's fun. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but. Yeah, there's this really weird beeping sound. I'm not sure. I'm guessing it's the kids upstairs. upstairs. Okay. All right, so the first one, Indie Corner, is Celeste. Now, Celeste is available on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Steam. Currently, uh, you can pick it up for $4.99, 5 bucks on the Nintendo eShop. This is normally a $20 game. Most review sites give this game a 10 out of 10. Um, for me, it's somewhere between a nine and a ten. See, I've never um, played this, but oh, you this do. You speak so very highly of good. it. Good. So, and I go back five dollars. I go back and forth between nine and ten as well. Um, it's a narrative-driven single-player adventure. Um, it has over seven hundred screens to uh, to play. It's a platformer, and so you know, like you're on a, a platformer game, you have different screens that right. you go through. It has over seven hundred screens of That's hardcore platforming challenges. Um, and what's cool about it is that it's got, it's got great music. It's very original. Um, but it tells a story of this girl who's dealing with very real depression in the game. And she's overcoming her depression as she's climbing up to the top of this mountain. And so it's a very moving story. And normally you wouldn't see that in a platformer, but you see it in Celeste. And this game has won all kinds of awards because of its story. And, and there have been people writing articles of how it helped them with their actual real-world depression. Which is crazy to think cool. about from a from a video game. So again, that's Celeste. You can pick it up basically on every platform out there. Currently on Switch, it's only five dollars. Normally twenty. Um, solid nine out of ten, maybe even a ten out of ten game. It's a great game. It's rated E ten and up. So great game. Yeah. The second game on our list for Indie Corner is Rover Wars. This game is normally ten dollars. Right now, it's on sale on the Nintendo eShop for a. It just came out, so it's a like a. Um, the phrase isn't coming to me, but you know it's, it's a new game coming out, so they have a limited time sale for early adopters, and you can get it for five ninety nine, six dollars, so forty percent off. This game is on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Steam. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it reminds me, uh, Johnny. Did you pick up this game yet? I know we talked about it. Uh, not yet. I'm looking at it. I still might. You you need to pick up this game. I'm really liking it. Um, it was a little confusing in the beginning because the tutorial wasn't a normal tutorial. Um, just to kind of tell you how confused I was through the first mission, I didn't do anything. And here's why I, t- I can tell you I didn't do anything because I was pushing the button I was supposed to push for attack, but the entire first mission, I thought I was the other color. <laughs> so the other team was like blue or green, and then I was on, on the right side, and then I'm on the left side, the opposite color, blue or green. And the entire time I was playing that first mission, I thought I was on the right side. Wow. And I thought I lost because wow. I, I was destroyed. So you won? I won. You just didn't know it. Right. Huh. Yeah, so it was really confusing. <laughs> so starting with the second mission, um, I lost. And as I lost, it, it dawned on me, oh, I'm the other side. Oh. Then it made sense. I don't know. Um, really liking this game. It, it's kind of like it has a MOBA style to it. Um, as you're What? A MOBA kind of a game. Um, you, you have your base on the left. Your competitor or who you're fighting against is on the right. And then as you defeat people, you earn energy or points that you can then use to build a factory that does robots or a factory that does melee units or uh, missiles. And then every time you build a new factory, 
it extends your border of where you're allowed to build. And you get and so you you're basically getting closer and closer to dominating the map from your enemy. That sounds fun. And the goal is to destroy your enemy's main base that has twenty hit points. And so you have to create units that that you have to create enough units to destroy their units as well as to overcome their base. Um, I'm really digging this game right now. It's too early for me to review. Um, it's easily a seven for me. It might be higher, like to a good solid eight. Really liking it. But the fact that you can get it for only $6, I think everyone out there should totally pick up this game. Again, it's called Rover Wars. We'll put links to it in the um, show notes. But you, again, you can get it on Switch, Xbox, and Steam. Yeah, that sounds really fun. The last one here is Kingdom New Lands, which I do believe we've all played. Yep. Uh, this is rated E, 10 and up. Oh, by the way, Rover Wars is rated E for everyone. Uh, Kingdom New Lands is rated E, 10 and up. It's normally $14.99, and right now you can pick it up for $4.49 on the Nintendo Switch. This game is also on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, iOS, and Android. This game is literally everywhere that you can play it. Wow. Um, Jay, I know together we've both put in tons and tons of hours yeah, on this game. I put in um, it's hours. a solid, you know, it's a solid 8 for me um, out of 10. And so yeah. I just... I, Enough talking for me on these other two games. I want to hear from you and Johnny because I know both of y'all played New Lands. So what do y'all think about this game? Um, yeah, this game is lots and lots of fun. It's okay. So this game, I don't know for any of y'all who haven't played it. So basically, you're this king or queen. You know, it it changes, and you have a horse, and you. It, it starts off really simple. It tells you what to do. It gives you instructions, and you basically just do the same thing all throughout the game. But it gets really hard. So you're this king or queen, and you can get people. You can go in the woods and find people, and you can hire them to be your archers or or your builders or your farmers. And so you get um so you get money. You you get an income from your farmers, and your archers defend you stuff like that. And you can you keep expanding your city. And there's every night there's an attack. There's these monsters. Thing. I don't even know what they are. They come out of this portal and they come and attack your city. So you have to have a good defense system, and you have to have Good buildings, it, it 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 it's 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 lots of fun. It's very simple, which is good because it's I don't simple like to pick up. But complicated it's, games. It's simple. It is simple to pick up, but it takes time to master. Yes, because um, it's hard. It is hard to master. It is. It's a very difficult, especially when winter comes around. If winter comes around and you're not ready, you pretty much might as well die. start the game over. Yeah. yeah, you have to have lots of money in advance. Johnny, what about you? So this is a it is a fun game. Um, I let's see how many hours I've spent in it. I know you played, you've on played this on PC, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is a game. I know I told you before the show, but you really need to double dip on this game. It's totally worth having it on Switch. It's it's one of those great games if you're laying in bed and you just want to play for 15, 20 minutes. You can pick it up, start your game, play it right there, real simple. You can play for hours on this game because it doesn't take up that much performance or anything else. And then pick it up in little spurts. Five minutes here, 15 yeah, and minutes there. Yeah, you can save your game. Put it back down. Yeah, if you want to pick it back up the that. next day. Yeah. Yeah, so I have 12 hours in the game. Okay, you, that's hardly anything. You need to. You need, you just need to buy this game on Switch right now. It's four forty nine. Just pick it up. Oh, that's a steal. Yeah, it's a steal for that price. Um, one thing I did not mention on Rover Wars, you can actually play up to eight players in that game. So I would be using... Um, Four sets of Joy-Cons in half, and you can have up to eight players in one room playing on this game. Talk about a, a crazy mayhem party game. Just loads of fun. So um, those are our three recommendations on Indie Corner. I know we've talked about a couple of these before, but um, at this price, you just... I, when I'm looking at the list of other indie games, I'm thinking, no, nope, skip, skip, skip. These are 
three real big ones to show. So uh, before we close up the show here, uh, Jaden, Johnny, anything y'all want to say? No, I don't, I don't think so. That was a very, um, what's the, what's the informing show? Very full. We, we had a Formative. lot of, yeah, we had a lot of content in there. Five pages of show notes there. And we went a little bit long in our time as well. So, But, see, but it was a good show. I enjoyed hopefully it. Hopefully y'all learned something new about gaming and stuff that y'all didn't know. Because there, there has been lots happening. Johnny, if you're going to be a repeat on the show, but i get you a new mic, bud. Oh, okay. Your microphone. Sounds like you're talking in a tin can. Hey, you, you shouldn't yeah, say I really that. am. You, know? you shouldn't say that to your host. Yeah, I am. You really are? Is there a string <laughs> Is there a string attached to it? Maybe that's why it yeah, has the sound. all the way to your house. <laughs> From Waxahachie to Ferris. We had the string cans going back and forth. All right, guys. Well, that's going to pretty much wrap up uh, this show. Again, thank you for listening to Dad's Gaming Corner. As always, uh, the things we're talking about you will find in the show notes. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dad's GC as well as Facebook.com slash Dad's Gaming Corner. Um, if you're listening and you're big into social media and you like to help us out, I really do need like a social media manager that can help me because I really want to build out Facebook and use the forum capabilities we have on there for you know, live chats and whatnot. Um, but I need some help. So if you're out there and that's your skill set, you know, send us an email. You can email us at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com. You can also send your thoughts into that email address or maybe your own mom or dad story. Uh, be sure to leave us, uh, or I'm sorry, subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. And as always, if you'd like to help financially support the show, you can do so via Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dad's gaming corner. And that is going to wrap up uh, this week's episode. Until next week, y'all stay safe, play lots of games, have fun. We'll talk to y'all later.